Hello and welcome to Stories brought to you by Kiosk M1C. Kiosk M1C has curated all shops, events and exhibitions on Lower Stable Street since Coldrop Shard in King's Cross opened in 2018. Their mission has been to support new businesses and create an environment in which they can thrive and grow. I'm Maria Hanlon and in each episode of the podcast I'll be finding out the real stories of how these businesses have developed and how the community has shaped their journey. In our first episode, I chat to Kit Lockie and Toby Oxenham, the co-founders of Voices Radio, a community radio station based on Lower Stable Street. Voices Radio first launched in 2020 and was a natural evolution from the community-driven work they were already doing online. However, since Voices first opened its doors in Coldrop Shard, it's gone from strength to strength and is quickly becoming one of London's most exciting radio stations. In this chat, we discuss how Voices first formed, the most rewarding part of Kit and Toby's job, future plans, and so much more. Let's get into it. Kit and Toby, welcome to the podcast. You're our very first guests. Could you start by introducing yourself and telling me your role at Voices Radio? Hello, my name is Kit. I'm um, one of the many Voices dads who run the studio here. I'm generally involved in most of the kind of technical aspects of the radio station, leading up the kind of production team, everything to do with studio equipment and kind of getting us actually onto air. Howdy folks, Uh, my name is Toby Oxnam, I am the eldest Voices Dad um, and uh, I mainly focus on things like uh, scheduling, um, partnerships, uh, kind of general creative sounding direction for the station where we all kind of do that up until a point um but that, those are my main touch points for the station i'd say amazing so one of the main things we want to explore in this podcast is people's stories and their journeys of how they got to where they are today so we're going to dive straight in so could you tell me the story of voices radio and the route you both took to build this super successful radio station super successful thank yeah, you very much a little compliment early on so uh i went to university at manchester and very quickly started not paying very much attention to my studies and throwing parties instead because that's what the town was like, city was like back then. Um, I was there in 2010 to, uh, well, 2015-16, not always studying, but um, generally just being a promoter and whatnot. So um, I'd started off uh, mainly doing house parties around Fallowfield, which is the main student centre in Manchester, they went really well. We got to a point where we were ticketing them because otherwise too many people would turn up. Um, and we thought, why not do this in clubs? Uh, and thus, Ossia was born. Yeah, so I was running um, parties and stuff up in the north as well. I was at university in York, um, later running parties in Leeds and then later down in London as well. Um, so we had both kind of been um, in tandem running parties separately and moved to London and um, yeah, speaking to Toby, getting his advice on what to do next with, with the parties that I was, go- was running and um, we decided to end up collaborating. So we've been doing that for a little bit um, and you know, fast forward about eight years into it or something and um, we've just been kind of promoting, DJing and trying to get our name out that way and it felt like we could really be doing something a little bit more impactful with our time. Um, it feels like maybe the the kind of industry as a whole is shifting a little bit to people wanting to actually have a real kind of impact uh, more positively on the scene and, and wider a field. So um, we were like, do we run a radio station? Do we open a record label? Do we do a venue? And we were kind of throwing around loads of different ideas. Um, we settled on trying to create a more kind of holistic approach to event programming that had a much more um, community-minded ethos and also kind of covered 
really wide range of the arts instead of just being kind of DJ focused, which has kind of been everything we had done up until that point. And that was all kind of really centered around a panel discussion or a workshop or a talk that would also happen. So it was a, a platform for people to discuss ideas that we thought were important raise money for um, charities and for good initiatives and also showcase a bunch of people's um, amazing talent. Um, we were fortunate enough to run two of those, one in Leeds and one in London, both in kind of DIY spaces and set that up kind of from the ground up. Um, and then COVID hit and we had to go back into the thinking stage and we just really weren't sure where to go next. We had All of our experience until that point had been all about trying to physically get people into a space and do everything in a physical manner. Um, so to had to suddenly go online and make something digital um, and to kind of recreate that concept of like creating discussion, creating a space for people to support causes that we thought were really important um, actually worked really well online. We, we didn't really realize it, but the, um, the concept of kind of doing panel discussions, but through Zoom and people tuning in over social media and things just worked really, really well. We created amazing global community and lots of people who wanted to hear from the people that we wanted to hear from and um, the opportunity to platform those people further just seemed like the correct thing to do. So um, we were like, how do we carry on making digital audio mostly based content? And um, the idea of a radio station kind of popped out of there. Are there any memories that stand out since setting up Voices? Um, I think the uh, the first couple of months of you know like getting the uh, application for the for the unit together, um, I just remember as being one of the most like exciting times pretty much of my life. Um, myself and Kit were you know spending night and day um, working on it. I was just like sleeping on Toby's floor for about like literally like two three weeks. Um, yeah, <laughs> commitment to the cause. Yeah, exactly. Um, it was um, it, it was it, it was the, the the not knowing, but the excitement of even being heard that was really, really you know quite amazing. And it was a big step up from kind of any enterprise that me or Kit had put together before. This was like big boy stuff, you know. Like we had to really, really think about what we were doing and the kind of like community outcome of what it is we were trying to achieve, and also like how it was going to work fiscally, like all these things that you don't necessarily think about when you're a creative type, basically. John, I think we were like really actually lucky because we we had no idea really what we were getting ourselves in for. And I think um, just being excited about what we were going to do next. And yeah, as I said, I was like, I ended up just like moving into Toby's house more or less. And we were staying up until like three, four in the morning, writing this like huge pitch, uh, like business planning document that we had absolutely no idea we were going to have to do something like that. Um, and kind of talking about all of the the specifics and legal side of how you're going to actually operate a business, um, and yeah, it it all kind of paid off. So it was it was so worth it, and it was it was really. I look back on it incredibly fondly. That it was just like this hectic, really stressful but really exciting time. And like next thing, you know, we're um in here painting the walls and and like thinking about what equipment we're going to kind of borrow and and like beg borrow steal off friends and stuff to just get the thing off the ground and um. You know, and here we are, and it feels a lot more kind of slick and professional now. Maybe we're still we're still rough around the edges because we're we're all about like the community. But um, yeah, it was a really kind of fun way to get get off the ground. So since you got the site in June 2022, did you expect it to grow this quickly? Um, no, I don't think so. I I mean, 
I don't know. I thought I knew that the, the space had potential. I knew that being down in cold drops and being part of a community that they've got down here would uh, kind of add a multiplier effect to what we're doing. But I don't think we realized quite how significant a factor it would have been. I, I'd say this. I, we also are very good at running a radio station and we've built, built it with all the right principles in mind. Community is the most important factor for us in terms of how the station operates and how we engage with people. And I think that's taken off in a way maybe that we 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 didn't foresee i don't think what do you think yeah i think definitely but also i I think i was um i think i felt really confident coming into it with the like the breadth of knowledge that toby specifically had from from running a radio station and i'd been involved in that radio and um a bunch of other kind of community and internet-based stations around the country and had kind of really just got so excited about radio as a platform and I really wanted to kind of I just had that sort of eureka moment when I was putting together a show and was like this is an amazing amazing kind of form of content and a form of art or however you want to say um and I yeah I really fell in love with it and I think putting together Toby's actual experience hands-on running a radio station plus like you know countless conversations we'd had about things that we would want to do to make changes and and things that we would um we would do to make it like a, a an even better platform and they went into it like really excited, but yeah, where it's ended up um, a year and a half later, um, yeah, is, is kind of surpassed expectations. We're just really, really excited to kind of still be allowed to do what we're doing and kind of bring changes and positive change to, to our community. Um, and yeah, we're just we're really, really excited to, to be doing that and seeing what's going to happen next. So that's kind of your journey, how you got to where we are today. And it's been quite the journey. But reflecting back and looking back, what's the biggest lesson each of you would say that you've learned along the way? I think uh, I think not just necessarily with radio, but in general, this is probably the most useful bit of information I could give to anybody who was going to set out and do something themselves, um, is that having the right team around you, being aware of what you can't do and being willing to delegate to people who might be able to raise up the organization in a way that um, you can't necessarily do yourself um, is something that I really think has propelled us um, further than we expected to be propelled um, so far. Um, we're very lucky in so far that me and Kit have very complementary skill sets. Skill sets. Um, I'm, I'm terrible at the minutiae and detail of things and Kit absolutely loves that shit. Um, so it's about, yeah, it's about finding, finding your people in your team and, and, you know, trusting them that they'll be able to do, do the things that, that you can't do better than you think you can do them. So what would you say, this is a big one, is the most rewarding part of your job? Um, it's definitely about, it's about that community aspect that Toby was touching on there. Um, I don't know exactly the best way to phrase it, but it's kind of, um, to be able to see, a positive impact um, on our like hyper localized community in particular. So, you know, the great team of people that we've got like 10 to 15 people that work for us and kind of seeing their careers grow, people leaving us to go work for people like the BBC and, and really kind of getting wait, wait. <laughs> <laughs> people getting kind Stop of um, full. Yeah. People getting a really good um, introduction into the industry of radio and broadcasting and then actually taking that to go and really change their lives and become professionals is something that we kind of had really had in mind um, when we were setting up and we were kind of a lot of other community radio stations run on volunteers um, and it's kind of you know you like music and maybe you DJ and this is like a fun thing to do on the side um, we kind of wanted to approach it that 
this would be a learning space and a kind of um, hive for education and stuff. And you can you can come here, get really solid experience, and and then move on to something else. So really enabling our community of staff to go on and do something amazing is probably something I'm super super proud of. And then it's, it extends to our wider community of. 300 plus presenters who are all getting their first ever DJ gigs from us or they're being able to enter into the music industry um, from a completely different industry. So um, everything that we're able to do to support those people is kind of literally like what gets me up in the morning. As you mentioned at the start as well, I feel like you definitely are sort of dads to a lot of people, waving them off at school and like watching them grow. It's very cute. Toby, what about you? What's the most rewarding part? Um, I think it's uh, witnessing the sheer beauty of creation so frequently from so many different people. It's just utterly amazing to watch people turn up and do the thing that they're passionate about, whether they're, you know, laymen or first timers, novices, people who've been doing it for ages, like aged hobbyists, you know, all these people are so excited about what they're getting to make and are passionate about the things that they're showing to people. And um, I'm constantly uh, awestruck and surprised and, uh, you know, just generally gassed to to be able to experience all that with them very cute i feel a bit mosh so i'm gonna flip it now and ask what is the most challenging part of your job um finding well yeah this is also a time management thing but uh, finding the time to divvy up between all the amazing people we have on the station and actually be able to like personally get back to people and um you know everyone's asking me questions like 20 or 30 a day and just making sure i'm following all those threads i'm not very good at it um but um i do my utter best to try and make sure that i find as much time for people as i can possibly do so because i'm so aware that in the creative industries it often feels like you're just banging your head against a brick wall when you're trying to get someone to collaborate on something or to, to work with you or even to listen to you or answer a question um i I've been there and I've, I've come up through that and experienced it myself. So that's one thing I always try and take in mind, even though sometimes I can find it frustrating if someone's emailing me like every morning being like, can you do this thing, please? Like, I know why they're doing it. And I try and take that into account when, um, yeah, when trying to find time to, to make all these things work. Because as I said, we've got so many... We've got a myriad of different creatives on the station. They've all got plans and things that they want to do in ways that we can help platform them and kind of like push them. So, um, so yeah, that's definitely it, I think. Yeah, that's a real challenge. Um, it's kind of a byproduct of having such a, a healthy community that there's so many people we really, really want to support. And I think we sometimes just, we just can't support everyone and that can be really frustrating and disheartening. But to feel positive about like what we are doing that's good for some people... Obviously, we've spoken about the past and we've spoken about the present, but you touched on it just then. Let's talk about the future, because do you have an end goal for Voices or where do you see Voices going next? Um, I don't think we've got an end goal. I see Voices as a constantly growing entity. Uh, My dream is that people are able to come and use the platform to 
to become whatever they want, whether that's a broadcaster or a, or a journalist or, um, you know, a, a, a production uh, person or someone who wants to get into film and TV or um, content curation, you know, all, all of these things, they're all touch points which we currently do. I think immediately uh, within the next like year or so, one of the things that we're going to start focusing on is more kind of like uh, video-led content because uh, we kind of got the basics down with audio and I think where we can take all the learnings that we've we've got from setting up a radio station and apply them um, and within a similar mainframe to you know uh, people who want to make YouTube shorts or documentaries or even want to just go out um, with like a phone camera and get like interview clips for like Instagram and stuff like that. So um, so yeah, that's kind of a short and long term, but no idea what the medium is basically. No, that's a good answer. And I think like you said, Voices is a place where you can sort of experiment with stuff and then go on to do other stuff as well, which is always really great. So what is the one book or it could be a film or a radio show or even an article that someone wanting to get into radio should consume um it's probably going to sound obvious to people who are who are lovers of community radio and internet radio but um charlie bones breakfast show on nts that is r.i.p no longer with us um although you can listen to do you radio which is like his own version of that and actually skipping ahead the fact that he was able to have a radio show that was so successful that he could set up his own radio station because he had such an amazing community as kind of like testimony to why this thing is so important to me and so many other people. So it was a, a daily breakfast show um, on NTS who um, I think are wide, widely regarded as kind of like the, the stalwarts of the kind of internet community radio station, sort of um, what everyone's kind of aspiring to, to be. And um, I think he broke the mold for that type of programming I think a lot of people kind of go on and just play tunes and they're kind of very DJ focused or they'll have a bit of a chat but he kind of completely changed how people approached radio it kind of people were felt empowered to be themselves and kind of let their character shine through let their personality really become part of the the show and people really want to like the the community of listeners really want to buy into you as the as the presenter and I know like when we started off I like lost count of the amount of people that kind of came through to the radio who are like, I've been listening to Charlie Bones every morning. He's got me through like all of um, like the pandemic and lockdown and stuff. And I just decided like, actually, yeah, I could give that a go. And so he like, thanks to to, to him for like pushing people through our door who wanted to get into radio. Um, and it definitely inspired me um, through kind of how I want to approach presenting and putting together shows. So yeah. I feel like you're a bit like a young Charlie Bones kit. <laughs> take that compliment no I totally agree it's a very iconic radio show and it's kind of what voice is about as well so Toby do you want to answer that question as well what's the one book film radio show or article or something creative sort of outlet that someone wanting to get into radio should consume yeah I'm, I'm not going to answer this the way that you probably want me to and I hope I'm not going to f- up any questions ahead of us by saying this but if you want to get into radio just go join a community radio station it's the best place to learn there will be plenty of people there who can tell you about articles exhibitions books whatever who which you can learn about radio on but for, it's it, it is literally the best thing you can do if you are interested in getting into radio there will be people there who can point you in the right direction for stuff will teach you you'll be able to learn how to use the equipment um, you can just experience the shows a lot of people require volunteers go volunteer for a bit we pay people but we're 
in the minority <laughs> in doing so. Um, but if you're lucky enough, you might even be able to get a paid role at it. Um, yeah, go just go find your local radio station, whether it's a uni radio station or a community radio station or online radio station, whatever it is, just go chat to people. Um, radio people on the whole tend to be a friendly bunch. We have to be because we are constantly getting put in front of other people. So even if they're pretending, they'll be, they'll be nice. Um, yeah, that's it. And just quickly, so a lot of people listening probably will listen to this podcast, hopefully be inspired and think, I want to join Voices or I want to find out more. How do people get a show at Voices? How do they go about that? Yeah, so um, our applications are kind of always open. Um, we don't always have space for people, but we, we always want to hear from everyone. Um, and there's the, the sheer number of shows that are happening. There's always people wanting to leave or moving to different countries or doing whatever and leaving a gap in the scheduling. So we're always open to hear from everyone. Um, and ultimately, if you just head onto our website, which is just voicesradio.co.uk, there is a big apply now button and you can just fill in a simple form so we can have a bit of an idea about what you're bringing to the table. And as Toby said, uh, never be put off by, you know, kind of your experience level or anything like that. We have had so many people come through who are absolute, absolute beginners. Um, and we've spent the time teaching them how to use the equipment, how to put a show together. And that's kind of some of the people that we're most proud of. But equally, we've got people coming from other radio stations who have loads and loads of experience or bags of experience actually in the broadcasting industry and who are kind of wanting to be behind a mic again. So, um, yeah, just just give us a, a shout. We're also obviously on all social platforms and stuff. So feel free to just drop us a message and we can have a chat there. OK, so where is the one place in King's Cross, and you're not allowed to say voices, sorry, that everyone should check out and why? Um, my favourite spot uh, in King's Cross is unsurprisingly House of Cans um, they are a wonderful uh, can shop, um, not bottle shop just cans, um, it's in the name uh, down the way, down Low Staple Street from the studio um, if you can't find me at the radio there's a good chance I'll be in there hanging out with one of Rory, Simon, uh, Jack or Gabby, um, they do the best beers in the borough um, and if you know me then you know I like my beer um, so uh, so yeah, that's uh, that's definitely my record recommendation guys go go check it out nice kit what about you just next door um honest john's um yeah if i'm not in the studio i'm absolutely digging through the crates in honest john's and spending all of my hard-earned money um but yeah shout out to alan and the rest of the crew for building what like yeah is an amazing amazing platform um they started out in west london and are now here as well but they've been around for such a long time and they kind of have led so much taste making um in the, the kind of music that i love so um they're, they're really awesome definitely check them out so apart from voices and coming down stable street where can people find out more about voices online I would absolutely just recommend coming and saying hi to us in person as well. It's like one of the absolute beauties of this studio space um, and something that, yeah, we're so, so like proud of, but kind of just feel fortunate about. Most radio is done behind closed doors um, in places that you can't really access. Um, and the concept of radio feels like quite voodoo magic sometimes. I think you're not sure how to even get into that industry. Um, and just by dint of being in this amazing space that we are, um, you can literally just like walk in and say hi to us. Um, so yeah, come speak to us on, on Lower Stable Street. We also operate a little pop-up bar outside the, the radio on weekends when the market's operating. So any day between Friday and Sunday, um, there's definitely one of us that's going to be around as well. And you can come have a drink with us and have a chat about if you want to get involved. Um, so that's that's like um, would be number one. And then actually, if you want to find us online, if you're not in base in London and stuff, we definitely take um, applications from all over the world, which is something else we're super excited about. Um, 
we have the ability to play pre-recorded content so you can be submitting stuff from Australia if you want to and we can still go out on our radio so reach out to us online um, you can find us on our website which is voicesradio.co.uk there's an apply now button on there if you want to chuck an application in to have a show but you can also go to our contact page and drop us an email um, but also reach us on socials Instagram's probably the main one which is at voices underscore radio and yeah we'd love to chat to you Thank you so much, Kit and Toby, for being our very first guests. Thank you, Maria. That was really wonderful. Yes, well done, Maria. Thank you. (laughs) See, the dad thing I was talking about, that's it right there in action. (laughs) 